Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Will. It's Griff. It's Dov. And in this episode, we're going to be going over MLB playoffs, what our predictions are and who we're rooting for, as well as the NFL Week 5 slate. What do we say, boys? Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. We got a stacked slate today, but before we get into Week 5 of the NFL... It is officially the MLB playoffs. We've kind of stepped aside from the MLB uh, for two different reasons, I would say. First off, the Red Sox Sox stink. They stink. They're terrible. And and second off, it's the NFL season, right? Like the NFL is exciting. It's that bright, shining, new, fun toy. But the playoffs are here, so we are going to be making some predictions. Shout out to the Yankees all season long. Still didn't get first place. They're going to choke in the playoffs. We're going to go straight up from the AL and the NL. Who do we have winning both leagues? Starting with you, stuff. All right, so I'm going to go with my NL pick first. I got the Cardinals. I mean, going into the end of the regular season, they rode a ton of momentum, especially with their old players that, that are going into the last year, like Yadier Molina, probably Adam Wainwright, and Albert Pujols. Pujols was the hottest hitter in baseball, basically, in that month of August going into September as well. Broke the home run, uh, got 700 home runs, and broke the RBI's record. So there's a whole lot of momentum, and it's not just a feel-good story as well. You got the top two NL MVP candidates on that team cornering your uh, infield with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, and that outfield isn't to sweep on, led by Tyler uh, O'Neill. So that rotation is dirty. The bats are going for them so i i love the cardinals and out of the al you got to go to the new york yankees the yankees are the best team of all time um it's impossible they lose like literally there's no competition in the al it is literally impossible they even lose anything besides a sweep and every single round would be a disappointment so i'd say i i mean the yankees they got the best hitter of all time with aaron judge apparently um john carlos stanton is healthy now but, no, in, in all seriousness, I look at the AL, and I'm not really too confident out of um, anyone else besides – I'm not even confident in the Yankees, to be honest. But Yankees, they probably have the most complete lineup, the most postseason-ready lineup, and they have all the momentum. They really did bounce back from their negative month of August when they were terrible. And they really bounced back, finished out the year strong, and they're going to take some momentum into the playoffs and probably have a really easy 
second round as well. I think they face the winner of Cleveland and Tampa. How about you, Will? Um, I went bold um, just because I don't like – I really – I don't like the AL at all. I'll start off with the AL. I just don't want to say the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. So, I like the Mariners. I think they're a wagon. I really think they have a young, fun team that could really do something, make a run in this playoffs. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping they can make it to the World Series. I don't know if they will. I don't – That's. I mean, obviously, we don't know. But, I mean, I really feel like they have a team where if they catch fire, they'll be able to ride it all the way through the playoffs. And then the other team is a team that has not been good recently, but I still – this was my – one of my predictions, I believe, when we talked about this a while ago, was the Mets to go to the World Series and possibly win. I actually have a bet on the Mets winning the World Series. I placed the future a while ago, so I got to ride with that. I like that. All right. For me, we'll get things started in the AL. I'm taking the one seed, the Houston Astros. In my opinion – they're that team, kind of like how I would compare Duke in NCAA basketball. Um, if you look at this team, this is one of the most, if not the most complete teams in the MLB. I mean, at least in my opinion. And as much as we hate the Astros, they have some absolute guys throughout <clears throat> their infield, their outfield. Um, you know, adding Christian Vasquez at catcher can help them out on – the offensive side, because we know Maldonado is more of like a defensive, kind of the captain of the team. But in my opinion, their pitching, especially their rotation, isn't as good as we've seen it be in years prior. But I love Framber Valdez. Um, I, I think that this is a team that is just quietly in first place. They control their own destiny. And I think that this AL in general is just very open to me because I look at the top two teams, you see Houston, you see, obviously, the Yankees. It's not going to be the Yankees. They stink. They <laughs> they can't do anything in the playoffs. I'm predicting it again. I have Cleveland beating them um, once Cleveland gets out of the wild card. I'm just going to call That would be out. absolutely wild. Yep. I got Cleveland beating them. Yep. Wow. I got, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and then that's just going to be a layup for Houston. Houston's going to get all the way down there. They're going to face the two-seeded Braves coming out of the NL. The Braves, once again, I just think that the uh, – Will, you had the Mets. But once the Braves overtook the Mets, I think that was just momentum, just an absolute wagon that can't stop going. They're going to have a very tough ride, though, if they have to – or if they get all the way to the World Series because, I mean, more likely than not, they're going to have to be playing the Cardinals, who are red hot. That would be a real test. After that, you're facing, I mean, any three of those teams on the other side of the bracket, whether it be the Dodgers, the Mets, or the Padres, those teams are all, I mean, fantastic. I think the NL is way more stacked than the AL is. Um, it's kind of a pick em, but we're going with the Braves out of the NL, um, and I'm just going to say it now. I think the Astros win it this year. I think it's just one of those sneaky years where it's like there's so much speculation going on around the Yankees, you know, the Mets finally being good. There's so many teams, you know, the Dodgers are always thrown in there. I feel like nobody's been talking about the Astros. They're the one seed, so I think this is just the year to do it. It's like low-key, a, a low-key World Series win for them. An another thing for the Astros that a lot of people I feel like aren't talking about is Justin Verlander's going to win the Cy Young. Like, mm -hmm. he's dominated. He has one of the his best career years this year. And this lineup is just very deep. Like they're the one seed for a reason. They really dethroned the Yankees. The Yankees were on pace to, I mean, set the world or break the record for wins in a season. I don't know really what happened with that, but um, the Astros came back and took that one seed. So they're a good team. 
They pitch well. They're very well disciplined and very well coached. So that goes a long way in the playoffs. And kind of reverting back to what you said about the NL, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody in the NL made it to the World Series. I mean, no one's really giving Philadelphia a shot. I think they have a yeah, pretty I'm good shot. Giving Philly a shot. I'm gonna say I, it I right think, here. I think that I'm, I'm when I say I'm like counting them out. I don't think they're gonna win, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they made some noise. That lineup can hit the ball. And they they made some big ball. moves this past offseason too. Like you, you have a dangerous lineup, and that's not a lineup you can just pitch around because a lot of these guys have a lot of pop in their bat, and if they get hot at the right time, they can beat anyone. Especially because a lot of the the first two rounds, the baseball series are shorter. You can't lose three games. Like round yeah. one, I think it's best of three. Now I think the wild card is best of three. I, I think that they they have a really good shot at winning. I, I who do they have the, the Padres in the first round? Who Philly? No, the Philly Philly doesn't have the Padres. St. Louis. Yeah, okay, so Louis. never mind. I, I don't think they're. I think they're going to make it competitive, but I don't think that they're going to win. But it's at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I like that. So, um, I guess to wrap things up here in the MLB, um, you know, there's 12 teams in this playoff. None of them being the Boston Red Sox, obviously very bad season. Um, so let's all pick a team that we're going to root for, kind of like how we did in the Lily World Series. Um, throwback to when my team won it. They're going to do it again. Shout out Hawaii and shout out the Atlanta Braves. I got the hat on for this episode. I'm rooting for the Braves. Acuna is my guy. I love me some Dansby Swanson. I'm going for the great, or I'm going for the Braves. I'm gonna go for the Mets, um, literally because I have a bet. Got to roll, got to roll with the bet. So go Mets. Yeah, all right. It's not a bad idea, and I love the Mariners. I mean, they're as Jared Carabas says, they're America's team. They're in the playoffs for the first time. They ended the longest drought, I think, in American sports, technically. Yes. And, uh, yep. They have a young, fun, exciting team, as we like to say. Mm. You know, we have led by Julio Rodriguez, and that lineup has a lot of pop. Um, you give Luis Castillo a big deal. You expect him to perform in the postseason. So I'm very excited to see what this team can do. You got some good pitchers. You got a good lineup, and you got a lot of young players that are probably very excited to play in front of that Seattle crowd. I agree. I think the Mariners are going to be fun to watch for the first round, and then they're going to get booted. But uh... – what do we say? We kick it to some week five of the NFL. Oh, how okay. I love the Mariners. I do love the Mariners, but there's nothing I love more than week five of the NFL. Like Tom or like Bill Belichick said, I almost said Tom Brady, by the way, Tom Brady, by the way, in the news, we're not going to talk about it. We're a sports podcast. Um, <laughs> like Bill Belichick said, the most important game is the next one. The next one, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. We got Colts, Broncos, Thursday night football at mile high. We have two old washed up quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, not as old, but he's definitely just as washed up. Will get us kicked off. We have our spread set at the Broncos minus three over under set at 42. What do you like in this game? Will? Well, I don't like the game to begin with. We can start there. Um, I'm going to do. Broncos minus three and the under. I just don't see. I just don't see these two teams scoring a lot of points, especially with injuries and the Colts. Obviously, we know Jonathan Taylor's not playing, and I'm pretty sure Michael Pittman's not playing. 
and neither of these teams have been impressive to start the season nor have scored a lot of points. So I feel like minus three is a good range for the Broncos to win this game, and the under will make sense following. I like that. Stuff? So, Will, I'm literally just going to tail your picks. Um, I'm going Denver, Denver minus three, especially for the reasons that you listed. I mean, you're missing the two focal points of that offense in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor and like maybe Michael Pittman that hasn't really released yet if he's going to play or not, but he's probably or he's questionable. So we don't know. However, it's going to be tough. Denver's defense is their strong point of that team. They, they're just coming off a loss. They're coming back home on a short week. I don't really expect much out of this game, but I'm also going to go the under. I mean, the offenses can't score on both sides. The under set at 42 or over under set at 42. It's too many points. Final score is probably going to be 21 to 17, Denver. I like that. And I think at most it'll be 21 to 17. I think that this is going to be a very like hard to watch type game where it's not even a defensive slug out. It's just two offenses being terrible. A couple of names that have been out for the Colts for a while that have really not helped them on the defensive side. People that I would say are necessities to this defense, obviously Shaquille Leonard, uh, who changed his name. I've been so confused with that because like I knew he (laughs) changed it, but every time Schefter has tweeted out like Shaquille Leonard is that, I'm like, who, who is that? Yeah. It still makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, he's been out for a couple of weeks now. And then Julian Blackman as well in that secondary at safety, um, a young safety who's very exciting to watch. Two guys that are out on the defense, but I don't even really think that'll boost the Broncos' offense that much. I'm still going to take Broncos minus three. And look at all three of us picking the same picks for Thursday Night Football. I got Broncos minus three. I got the under set at 42. I think that this is going to be a game where they try to extend Matt Ryan. Maybe Naheem Hines gets a few points out of the backfield for fantasy, and it's just going to be an ugly one. I, I really don't think that anything is going to get going in this game. If anybody were to blow someone out, it would be the Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos minus three. Yeah. All right. We're all, we all have the same picture there. Broncos minus three and the under. All right. The first game on the Sunday slate that we have written down we have the Green Bay Packers minus eight versus the New York football Giants. Over under is set at 41. Griff, why don't you take us off? So, yeah, um, the Packers are going to win this game. But it's just a matter of how many points are they going to win by. And the biggest question going into this game um, is who is going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, questionable. Tyrod Taylor, also questionable. Um, you know, Daniel Jones came back in late in that game last week after getting injured, getting taken off. Um, with that being said, eight last week, or was that last week Packers Patriots? Yes. Yes. Last week I had Packers minus 10, a lot of numbers. I'm still going to shy away from the numbers. I'm going to take the Giants spread Mm -hmm. plus eight, a lot of points. This is the NFL. They get paid to play as well. At the over-under, I'm going to take the over here. I think that um, Alan Lazard has at least one touchdown, and I'm also going to go A.J. Dillon one touchdown. Um, And I think a a good amount of points are scored on this board. And although Daniel Jones is questionable, I think he's going to be starting at quarterback. All right, well, what do you think? I like that, Griff. Uh, For the same reason, I'm also going to be taking the Giants plus eight. 
I feel like after last week, especially with the Pats playing the Packers, that game went to overtime. I feel like this is another one of those situations where the Giants could also put up a lot of points and Green Bay might not be able to hold them off too, too much. Eight points is a lot of points, I would like to say. So I don't really think they're there yet as a team to hold off the Giants eight points. As the over-under set at 41, I like the under in this game, depending on who is playing for the Giants. I really just don't think the Giants are going to be able to put up too, too much points, especially if Saquon's going to be on the ground all day long. I do expect him to score a touchdown or two, definitely. I just don't think they'll be able to get more than one or two touchdowns. I feel like the Packers will end up carrying the over-under that game, and it'll be just short. Will I like your picks as well. I think so far we're all going to have the same spreads. I'm going Giants plus eight. They're three and one for a reason, I guess, although they've had a cakewalk up to this point. They, um, they've won their games by controlling clock. And you're not going to – your game plan – let me rephrase this. Your game plan, if you're the Giants, has stayed the, stayed the same throughout every single week. So – you're going to keep games close if you don't turn the ball over. And I don't think that they will turn the ball over. I don't think Green Bay's defense is geared to take away the ball. I mean, their pass rush is there, but their run defense isn't. Last week we saw it where the Patriots ran right all through them. And I think Saquon Barkley is the top-tier running back in this league. I think he's going to get his. So I have the Giants plus eight here. And I also have the overgriff. I'm going with you. Um I think there are going to be some touchdowns scored in this game. I think that the Packers are right there when it comes to uh, their offense. You know, Aaron Rodgers took some shots last week. It didn't end up in touchdowns because of some drops, and I think they're really going to clean up some of those mistakes. And I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a really good game. I just don't see the Giants winning this game. I think that they cover, yep. though. Yeah, agreed. And I think a large part of that, Will, you're right, is the fact that the pass game most likely isn't going to be there. Saquon is going to be pounding the ball. It's going to take some time off the clock. But I think that this is the week that we see Adam Rodgers. Uh, wow, Aaron Rodgers. I just call him Adam Rodgers. I was looking at uh, a different game. But I think this is the week that we see Aaron Rodgers finally sling the ball, and that's why I like Alan Lazard to score a touchdown in that game. We covered one of the NFC North teams. How about we catch two birds with one stone here, keeping it in the NFC North. One o'clock game. We got the Bears. We got the Vikings. I'm going to get us started off here. Um, I love the Vikings minus seven and a half. I don't think that where the Bears are as an organization is good. Um, they aren't throwing the ball nearly enough, in my opinion. Justin Fields, you know, we had that stat a little bit ago where out of all the quarterbacks, he was like 33rd. Um, not even listed for like a starting quarterback top 32. Um, they just don't throw the ball enough with him. Um, Khalil Herbert, who is most likely going to be starting in this game. I know David Montgomery is questionable, if not coming off an injury. I think the Vikings get it done. Don't forget the Vikings are three and one. I'm also going to be taking the under at 44, and I think it's going to be a large part um, due to the Bears offense. All right, well, what do you have? I like that, Griff. Um, I'm going to start off with saying Vikings are winning this game, and I also like them minus seven and a half. I just also don't like where the Bears are as an organization, as a team, as a collective unit. Uh, like they just they're in the wrong direction every week. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, I also, for some reason, really like the over in this game at 44. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to put up points against this Bears team, and I think the Bears will put up just enough points for that to go right over. 
Yeah, I'm going to tail you guys with the Vikings pick. I think throughout the first three games we have listed, we've all picked the same spread, which isn't a big deal, or which isn't a bad thing. But I'm going to go the over here as well, Will, um, just for the reasons that you mentioned. I think that the Vikings are here to score points, and I don't think that the Vikings' defense is good enough to stop the Bears from scoring 10 points because the Vikings themselves are going to put up 35. So I think it's going to be like 35 to 10. That means the over hits. I got the over. Also really like the bear. The one thing I like about the bears is their run game. So I feel like anytime they get it, even within the red zone, that run game is just going to carry them all the way to at least a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, all right, next on the slate, we have our Los Angeles chargers versus the Cleveland Browns. So the Chargers are favored by two and a half points. Obviously, I'm going to take the Chargers minus two and a half. I think that's a lock. I was debating making that my lock of the week, but we'll get to mine later. And I also have the under in this game, which is surprising. But I think that the Chargers do score. However, 47 and a half points is a lot of points. And I don't know if Cleveland can keep up with the Chargers in this situation. So... It might be a like a twenty-eight to seventeen type game, and that's still a lot of points, but it's not going to hit the over. So I, I got the Chargers money, or I got the Chargers spread and under. Yeah, stop. I like, I like those picks a lot. Um, I'm going to take the same exact picks. How could you not take the Chargers minus two and a half? But I do think that this is one of those games that a, a frisky Cleveland Browns team could hang in for at least until the fourth quarter. Um, I just think that, you know, after getting Austin Eckler activated last week with two touchdowns, I think they're going to be feeding him a lot more, not only in the pass game, but especially in the run game. Um, and, and you know who's on the other side of that ball, that running back tandem. I think that some time is going to come off this clock because of that. And I'm going to take the under here. It's a lot of points, a lot of, lot of points for Tyrod Taylor. I agree. I like that. Um, I'm going to say Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Sorry, I keep looking at different games too. Yeah, no, I looked at the wrong game at first. Okay, so I got I just talked about Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I'm all over the place right now. You know it's all good. Hey, that that's yeah, how excited we are for NFL week five. It's a good week. Yeah. Always a good Our week. Our favorite week, this week. Oh, there's so many players in my head right now. Always a good week. Um, I'm actually gonna change my lock of the week on the fly. I love the Chargers minus two and a half. For purposes of recording, if I said my lock, we would not hear it until later on in the week. So we'll save it so we can all share next week when we come back. Um, so I like the Chargers, minus two and a half. I also like the undergriff. I think a lot of clock is coming off with both teams' run game. And I think Justin Herbert is due for a rushing touchdown. All right. Yeah, I mean, we've all had the same picks for the spread so far. And I guarantee that this one is going to be different. We have the New England Patriots, Will and I, New England Patriots versus the Detroit Lions, a high-flying super offense that they have over there in Detroit. The Patriots are three-point favorites at home, their second home game of the year. Um, I'll get it started, I guess. I got the Patriots minus three here. I think that they really do bounce back against a – after a bad loss – or not a bad loss, after a competitive loss against the Green Bay Packers, a very good team in Lambeau Field. I think that they bounce back, and I think they win outright. And I think they win by more than a field goal. I think the defense flies around. And just for that reason, I think that they cover. 
And I also have the over in this game. I think that the over has done a very good job thus far for the Patriots, other than week one, I believe. So I'm taking the over here. I think the two offenses are clicking right now. Obviously, the Lions have scored the most points in the league. But with that being said, they also have the worst defense in the league. Everyone's putting up points against the Detroit Lions. How I look at it, if the Washington Commanders can put up points against the Lions, the Patriots can do it at a more efficient rate. They cannot defend the run. Detroit cannot defend the run. The Patriots' strong suit is the run game. I got Patriots minus three, and I have the over set at 45 and a half. I like that. I also have the Patriots minus three. I really like the Patriots this week. I think this is a good bounce back week for them, especially against an injured Detroit Lions team. I believe they're playing without DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra and Amon Ra this week. And that leaves me in a little bit of a predicament for the over under. I'm going to go with the over. I like the Patriots scoring a lot of points this week. It concerns me for the Lions, but I think the Lions will definitely put up a decent amount of points to get that over. I mean, yeah, straight up. Um, I'm just going to be different here. We're going Lions plus three. A big reason is because I'm looking at these past games. Week one, they put up 35. Week two, 27 – or 36, excuse me. Um, week three in a loss, they put up 24, not too bad. And then week four, obviously, against my Seahawks, took a tough loss, putting up 45 points. And that's exactly what the over-under set at. Um, so I'm obviously going to be taking the over. Um, here's my thing. Amon Ra being out hurts a lot. But we saw what TJ Hawkinson did last week as kind of the primary target. And I think that helps out Jared Goff a lot um, because Jared Goff stinks. And you're going to hate that I'm saying this. Everybody's going to hate that I'm saying this. The more productive running back is that second running back in Detroit. He's going to get elevated to the first with DeAndre Swift out. And Jamal Jamal Williams is going to bug out. I have him over his yards. I think it's set at like 80-something, and I also have him getting into the end zone. I'm going to take the Lions with the spread, and I'm going to take the over. All right. So we all have the over in this game, which hopefully will lead to an exciting matchup between the two. Let's go on to the next game. Another really large spread that I wonder if we're going to have a disagreement upon here. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons. A tough loss last week for Tampa Bay. However, they're favored by nine points against a frisky – Falcons team, the over-under is set at 47 points. Griff, I'm going to lob it up to you. What do you got? Falcons spread. Um, Marcus Mariota, we saw what they have done before. They're at 2-2 two and two, um, after two impressive wins, in my opinion. You know, the Browns have been a tough team. Seahawks have been putting up some points as well. I'm going to have to take the Falcons. I don't think that they're going to necessarily win, but you're right, Stav. That is a lot of numbers to look at. The overset at 47. Um, I think with all of the Bucks receivers starting to come back, I think this over gets smashed. I think that the Falcons run game is going to open up seams for them to, I mean, throw a couple of bombs here and there, and the Bucks are just going to be slinging the ball around the field all day. Um, AJ Terrell versus Mike Evans is going to be a great matchup in this. I'm going Falcons plus nine and the over. Will, what do you got? I like that. I like Falcons plus nine and the over as well. I mean, obviously, that's a lot of points. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been great. They're getting their wide receivers back, which should allow the over, like you said, Griff, to hit. I really like those two picks. I'm going to be different here. Originally, I had Atlanta plus nine, but after I kind of talked myself into Tampa Bay minus nine here, and I'm going to tell you why. So after a loss, you know, Tom Brady always bounces back. And 
Tampa Bay has obviously had Atlanta's number for a while now. Kyle Pitts is expected to miss the game. That's a big security blanket yep. for yep. Uh, Marcus Mariota, although they haven't really connected thus far. Still a huge target for the defense. Cordero Patterson on the IR. He's going to be out. We don't know how efficiently they're going to be able to run the ball. He scores a majority of that team's touchdowns. So now you're left. Drake London and Olamide Zacchaeus. So I, I think that Tampa Bay really does shut them down. I have Tampa Bay minus nine here. I also have the under in this game just because I don't see Atlanta scoring that many points. Okay, fair, fair. And um, I'm sorry, I missed what you guys said for over and under for bookkeeping purposes. Over. Over. Okay. I'm very right. different from you guys. Yeah, moving on to the next game, though. How about a little AFC East matchup in New York at MetLife? We got the Dolphins. We got the Jets. Will, get us started off. The New York Jets back with Zach Wilson. All right, so we have Jets, Dolphins, lines at minus 3.5, over, under at 46. I like the Jets plus 3.5, and and I like the over in this game. I don't know what it is about the Jets. I know the Dolphins are going to be missing Tua for a little bit, and I – I have confidence in Teddy Bridgewater, but there's just something about the Jets making a statement at home against a Dolphins team. I don't know why I see it. I just have a feeling that that's going to happen, and I love the over. I feel like it's going to be touchdown after touchdown after touchdown this weekend from them. All right, I'm going to tell your picks, Will. Um, I love the Jets plus three and a half. I actually do have them winning this game outright as well. Uh, they, they have a lot of momentum after – kind of pulling out a win from nowhere against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They come back home. Zach Wilson's homecoming. Um, I love them plus three and a half. I didn't really love what I saw out of Teddy Bridgewater last week. The offensive line might struggle against this Jets defensive line. Bryce Hall might – Bryce Hall, Brees Hall. Might, I, I expect him to have a big game, and I expect Garrett Wilson to also have a big game for the Jets. I have them plus three and a half, and I have the over. Will, I, I literally love what you said. Touchdown after touchdown. Um, the Jets receivers are going to be streaking downfield wide open. You got Elijah Moore still. You got Garrett Wilson. But you can't forget what's over in Miami. Miami, they don't need their receivers to go deep. They can throw them a little bubble screen, and they'll take it 70 yards to the house. They're too fast. Um Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. And this is going to be a welcome to the NFL moment for Sauce Gardner. A great start to his career, but you're guarding two of the fastest receivers in the NFL. It's going to be hard to keep up with them. Jets plus three, and I don't think that affects the outcome. Jets plus three and a half in the over. Yeah, I don't think it affects the outcome either, and that's why I'm going with Jets 
plus three and a half. I'm joining you guys, but I do think that'll affect the over. And that is why I'm going to be trailing you and Will. I'm going to be taking the same picks here. I like the Jets in this game for all the reasons that were mentioned prior. I think that this is a big game for the young guns to finally um, connect. Zach Wilson, one game under his shoes with a couple of new rookies. Um, And I think that they're going to gel very well. Um, But I don't think that that's going to mean that that defense is going to be stopping Miami. I still think it's going to result in a win for the Jets. And I think the over gets smashed. I think they might put up uh, 55 to 60 points in this game. All right. I mean, it's going to be a fun game, hopefully. Hopefully it's a game we see a lot of in red zone. Um, Let's go to a game that we're probably not going to see anything in red zone. We have the Washington Commanders, the Tennessee Titans, a game that's really a snooze fest, but who cares? I'm going to get it started here. I got Washington plus one and a half here. Um, I don't know why. I hate the Commanders. I think Jahan Dotson's out, but I expect a big game out of Antonio Gibson just for whatever reason. And um, I, I really think that the Titans can't keep up with winning after they won last week. That's literally my only reason. I have the over here. I think that both offenses are so incompetent that the defenses are going to do, do a ma- uh, majority of the scoring. And, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, the over-under set at 42.5. I think the score is going to be like 24 to 20, maybe, for lucky. So, um, yeah, I got the over just for that reason and Washington plus one and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee minus one and a half because why not? Let's take the under because I think that this game is going to stink. Uh, mark this down. Uh, Griffin's least favorite game of the week. I'm not going to talk about it too much. My Perfect. least favorite game of the week. I also really hate this game. I'm going to tail Griffin's picks. Titans minus one and a half and the under. I just don't like it anything about this game i really hope i don't see any of this on red zone on sunday like even if there is a touchdown like i'd rather just see it I don't and like yeah. when they show all the touchdowns at the end of red zone like they can just show that just like throw that in at the end yeah if there even is one like it might literally be a field goal battle yeah i mean you guys just, very well could be right and dude i just we knew the commanders weren't going to be good because carson wentz is their quarterback but it's the fact that, like, the Titans go out here and they're magically just 2-2 two and two again. It's like, I don't even know how they're 2-2 two and two every single time I see them. Like, I've I've had full games of them on, and I see nothing impressive from them at all. And it's all because of their quarterback. I hate Ryan Tannehill. So that's why I'm just like, I think every week I say the Titans game is my least favorite game of the week. I just hate the Titans. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Yeah, really Griff, Take us away with your Seattle Seahawks here. Yeah, um, so once again in the 1 o'clock slate, this might affect us here. We got the Seahawks taking on the Saints um, in the Superdome. The Saints favored by 5.5 points, the over-under set at 46. Um, I I think that this is a simple pick. On one side, um, you have a quarterback um, where I think Jameis Winston is returning, right? I haven't seen otherwise. If not, Andy Dalton's about the same type of quarterback, in my opinion, just doesn't throw as much picks, throws less touchdowns as well. Um, And then on the other side of the field, you have the reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I think that answers all your questions. We're going to go Seahawks plus five and a half. I like Seahawks money line 
Over under set at 46. I think the run game goes crazy in this for both sides. Actually, no, wait. Is no Kamara should be back. I don't think he's allowed to back. London, so he faked an injury. Um, he's dealing with some stuff right now from Vegas. Seahawks and the over. I think the run games are gonna be so explosive to the point where it just turns into an absolute battle of who's gonna score last, with that being the Seattle Seahawks. Will? I think the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith are an absolute wagon. I hate the Saints now, so I'm going to take the Seahawks plus five and a half and the over. You know what? I got to be different. That's what I'm here for. Um, Griff, cover your ears, but I got the Saints minus five and a half here. Um, I like to hear it. I'm a big bounce back week guy, and now that they're actually home against – I love that point. I love that point. I mean, let's think of it like this. You get a home game taken away from you when you go to London, essentially, yep. and they were technically the home team. That must piss them off. Their fans are going to get rowdy. I mean, this is not taking anything away from Seattle, but I got the Saints minus five and a half just because of the momentum factor. You got Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas probably coming back. Jameis Winston also probably coming back. Those are three key points in your offense, and they kept a very close game against the Minnesota Vikings without those guys. So now I expect guys like Chris Olave to step up, Michael Thomas is going to be there, Alvin Kamara. So uh, I expect a high-scoring game here, so I also have the over, but I have the Saints minus five and a half. I like that. I like it. Um, Moving on to the next game, um, the biggest spread of the week set at minus 14 even. Um, Buffalo Bills at home taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stav, I'm going to send it right back to you. What are we thinking about this big spread? This has to be a Vegas trap, but I'm taking it. I mean, I'm taking Steelers plus 14. That's ridiculous. I think this is the largest point differential spread since 1990 or something along those lines. Um, In Pittsburgh, it's not like they're not riding any momentum. You bring in a rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who has excited this Pittsburgh Steelers team again. And this is the first week of a gauntlet for the Steelers. So I expect them to kind of keep it close. And we've seen it in previous years. The Steelers have played the Buffalo Bills very well. The Bills, in my opinion, haven't really played that well in the past two in the past two weeks. Even though they won against Baltimore, they were trailing for a majority of that game, and I, I don't think that. Um, and I, I don't get me wrong; I think Buffalo is going to win, but it might be a sloppy type win. But I, I, I got Pittsburgh plus fourteen points here. That that's a lot of points just for that reason. And I also have the over set at forty six and a half. I think it's going to be a high-scoring contest. I think we really see Kenny Pickett settle in with this offense, and I have George Pickens anytime touchdown in Buffalo and just to piss off the fans, and he's going to do something stupid like throw a ball at a fan or something. Well, <laughs> I like that. Um, so before I say my predictions, I just don't – I like this game. I think it's going to be a good game, but I'm very disappointed in the Steelers in terms of their season management. Like, obviously, I agree with letting Kenny Pickett start for the rest of the season, but I believe he should have started – about three weeks ago. I think having his first career full start against the Buffalo Bills is definitely a little bit of a mistake. I hope it's not. I think he's still going to do well. I just think that's a lot of pressure to throw on him right off the bat. But for that reason, I'm also going to take the Steelers plus 14. I think that's a lot of points. I also think that's kind of ridiculous. And I'm going to take the over. Um, You're right, Well. A lot of points, but here's my thought process. This might be a game where 
coming out of halftime, we see Mitch Trubisky finish off the game, and then we get right back to our regular scheduled program with Kenny Pickett. Um, because you're right, having his first start against the Bills is an absolute shock, probably the worst thing that you could do for a rookie quarterback this season. Um, so I think that he's going to struggle hard here in the first half in the Bills. Just like the Chiefs, these two quarterbacks, these two offenses, if they get started off hot against a team of this manner, there is no stopping them. I think that's exactly what happens. I think um, no matter what, the Buffalo Bills – Result, if, you, if you're going to place a prop, result on the Bills' first drive ending in a touchdown. I think they're going to start off super hot. It's not going to end. I'm going to take the Bills minus 14, and I'm going to take the over at 46 and a half. I think the Bills win by three touchdowns. I think that's not even an unreasonable pick. I mean, like we, all, like we always say, the Bills are a wagon. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to play that against them, mm-hmm. but – Let's move on to the next game, and we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans, and Vegas is really giving props to Jacksonville here. They're coming in at seven-point favorites against the Houston Texans. You know, no one – week one, I mean, I, I'd like to apologize to the Jaguars, I guess. We – us on this podcast, we really wrote them off really quick against a loss to a bad Washington Commanders team. Ever since then, they've kind of bounced back. They're 2-2. Two and two. They come off a closer loss against Philadelphia. They had the lead and they blew it, but they're taking the steps in the right or they're taking steps in the right direction. It's a bad Houston Texans team. I have Jacksonville minus seven here, and I have the under, which is set at forty three and a half. Um, I like Jacksonville minus seven. I don't like the Texans at all. I think the Jaguars are playing very well offensively, and I think they're going to put up enough points to get that over. So Will likes the over. Um, I'll ride with you guys when it comes to Jacksonville. Um, I I actually think that this team, you're right, Sav. We definitely wrote them off. Um, this team is pretty good. They're young. Um, they're not fun or exciting, but they are young and they're kind of getting to fun. They're like, sometimes I like to watch them. So they're getting there. They really are. And they're playing a team that isn't really getting there. Um, but they've been doing a good job of giving it to that rookie running back over there in Houston. That's the exact reason why I think it's going to be the under and Jacksonville minus seven. I think that a lot of time is going to be taken off by Houston kind of trying to manage the game. Um, but they're, at the end of the day, I think they settle for a couple field goals and Jacksonville scores a few touchdowns. Jacksonville covers and the under hits in this game. All right. Okay. Next game on our slate, we have my lock of the week, the San Francisco 49ers minus six and a half against the Carolina Panthers. This is, although the Panthers are home here, they're kind of spiraling, right? The locker room doesn't seem as if they're together. Um, they don't like their coach. They don't like their quarterback. The receivers are very frustrated. Christian McCaffrey isn't doing much. It's a very frustrating time in Carolina. And we have San Francisco riding high off of a big win against the Rams, a division game. Although it's a far travel, I love them minus six and a half. I'm expecting a big game out of Jeff Wilson Jr. and Debo Samuel um, and Jimmy G, to be honest. I think that um, this might be a game that decides the future of the Carolina Carolina Panthers, who they're going to start at quarterback going forward. 
you know, and I don't think necessarily it's just going to be between Baker and Sam Donald. I think PJ Walker gets a shot and I think it's a well-deserved shot because yep. nothing's working down in Carolina. They got to get something going, but I have San Francisco minus six and a half, my lock of the week. I like and that. I have, Oh, I'm sorry. I have the over as well set at 39 or at 39. Yep. Stop. I like that pick a lot. I like both of them. I'm going to ride with you. We got 49ers minus six and a half. Um, I love your lock of the week. I love the over here at 39. When I see three as the first number in the over under, I get a little excited. Um, I think that this is one of those weeks where it could be maybe like a 31 to 10 type game. Um, and I, you're right. That, that whole Carolina Panther situation over there is a mess. And I don't know if we want to route it to Baker Mayfield, if we want to route it to uh, Coach Rule, but whatever is going on there. And we've seen players from the Panthers literally tweet about it like something is going wrong. And oh, I saw one from a defensive player, I think a corner. I forget who it was, though. And he was like, fans, like, help me out. Like, what can we do? Like, just straight up. The, the team is in shambles. They're at one and three. Um, I'm going to take 49ers. I love them in this game. I love them, love them in this game. And I like the over a lot as well. Well, um, I like, obviously, I don't think the Panthers are going to win this game at all. I like the 49ers minus six and a half. I like the over, and I think this is going to be a big week for the 49ers once again. They're going to look to put up a lot of points against the struggling Panthers team. And as we were talking about in the past few episodes, that McDaniels a possible head coach on the hot seat. I think I think they look towards a new coach before they look towards a new QB. I think this could be a week that Matt Rule might be coaching his last game in Carolina. Oh. All right. That's a, prediction. It's a bold prediction, but it's a good prediction. Um, next game on the slate. This is probably the game. This is Stavros' game of the week. I have the – or we have the Los Angeles Rams at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush, 4-0 as a starter. Yet the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites going on the, or I'm sorry, they're five and a half point underdogs going on the road against the Rams, against the super, defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. I love the Cowboys covering in this one. Five and a half points is a lot of points, especially for this team that's proven week in and week out that they are really confident behind Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush is a guy who's not really going to make mistakes. And we saw last week that the, the Rams offense is looking incompetent off of a short week. I love the Cowboys plus five and a half. And I also love the over set at 43 in this game. I think that um, there's going to be some point. I mean, 43 points isn't really that much. I'm really expecting like a 24 to 21 type game here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And I love the Cowboys. And I like the Cowboys money line as well. I like that stuff. Um, I'm going to ride with you on the Cowboys. And we saw the type of loss that Los Angeles took last week against San Fran. I think that they're going to take a few losses like that this season. I think that there's going to be a couple more games like that this season where they really just don't get anything going. Um, and the defense doesn't even look too good either. Um I think that this is going to be one of those games. I think that they go back-to-back -back with weeks like this. Um, 
you know, it, it's been kind of a tough start to the season for the Rams, even though they're at two and two. Um, tied, by the way, with the whole NFC West. Everybody in that division is two and two right now. Um, but I like the Cowboys in this game. The biggest reason I like the Cowboys in this game is because the defense is amazing. We've seen it. Um, I, I've seen a couple of tweets, a couple of people talking about it might almost be time to talk about Micah Parsons and Diggs as one of the best defensive duos in the league, if not the best defensive duo in the league. Um, I think that Rams really struggle. We saw it last week against teams with very good defenses. And then when you're looking at the offense, you know, Cooper Rush, although he's 4-0, you still have doubts about him going up against Super Bowl champions. But he's not somebody that's going to go out there and take a lot of risks, right? Like, he's just going to go make those right reads. He's going to do himself. Um, he's not going to really screw himself over. And that's exactly what they need from this game. But that's why I'm going to take the under as well. So I'm going to go to the Cowboys plus five and a half um, and the under. I still think that um, the Cowboys put up at least 17 to 18 points. Um, I think it's going to be close to the number, but they're going to fall a little bit short. I'm going to be telling Griff on his picks. I love the Cowboys this week. As we've all said, I have them plus five and a half. And I also like the over in this game. I think the Cowboys are doing something. Honestly, I think that this could be the start of something special for the Cowboys. I know Cooper Rush is currently starting for them. They haven't had Dak since week one. But I really think this Cowboys team is putting something together that we didn't really expect. And I think this defense has a, has a lot, a lot to say, especially against the defending champs. I really think they're going to, Give them one for the weekend, so they're gonna win. But boys, I have a hypothetical for you here. Hi, let's say that um, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys win this game, right? Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, he's out probably four to six weeks. They said they didn't put him on the IR. He could return next week. Let's say he returns. I don't even know who this matchup is. Let me check. But say the Cowboys lose their next game when Dak Prescott starts after Cooper Rush goes undefeated as a starter. So next week they have the Eagles, right? Eagles. This is a this is a perfect scenario, right? Let's say the Cowboys lose against the Eagles, right? After Cooper Rush goes undefeated as a starter, is there an actual con- uh, quarterback controversy in Dallas? Because I'm saying as if the Cowboys' offense looks incompetent like they did week one, right? And Cooper Rush, that offense has looked pretty good ever since he stepped in. So what do we think? Is there going to be an actual quarterback controversy if this hypothetical comes to fruition? I want to say uh, you yes. don't pay you don't pay a quarterback one hundred and sixty million dollars to sit on the bench. I think no matter what, um, I'm going to be a little different here. Um, when it comes to money, when it comes to the team being looked at as a company, as an organization, you can't pay someone one hundred and sixty million dollars to sit on the bench. I'm going to say so, right now, I'm sorry, but there has to be. There's no way you can be a Cowboys franchise and be known for their winning ways, and they haven't won in recent times. But, like, you can't be thinking that Cooper Rush right now leading this team 4-0. They beat the Rams this week, and they have a very important game against the Eagles, which could very well be a tone setter for the rest of the season for this division and for them. I would rather have Cooper Rush on the field than a quarterback that's only played basically a week. We'll say basically a week. You know, I, and, and I agree with you, Will. I agree with you, I don't Will. Think there, I don't think there will be. I think Dak yeah. will start right off the bat, but there should yeah. be. Yeah. All right. Let's – I'm glad we threw a little hypothetical in there, but uh, let's move on to the next game. 
We have Arizona versus the Philadelphia Eagles, the only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. We have the Eagles who are favored by five points here. I'm going Cardinals plus five. And you know how much that hurts me to say that? Because I hate the Cardinals. I hate Kyler Murray. They're the worst team in the NFL. But I think they're going to cover plus five here. The Eagles have done way too good of a job every single week. Eventually, it has to come to an end. I don't, I'm not saying they're, they're definitely going to win this game, but it's going to be like a sloppy four-point win for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that they're going to be up early. They're going to take out the starters, and then the Cardinals randomly score like two touchdowns at the minute left, make it a four-point game, and that's how the Cardinals are going to cover. But I have the Cardinals plus five here, and I also have the over in this game. I love the over. Two offenses are there. Philadelphia is way better. Like, such a better offense. They might score, like, 50 points by themselves. And Kyler Murray is going to run around like a toddler and throw a touchdown a few times. Like, whatever. Kyler, you're not good. Um, yeah, I got the I got the Cardinals plus five here in the over. Um, I'll go next. Uh, this is my lock of the week. Eagles, minus five. Stav, you taking the Cardinals made me like it even more because you took it how much you hate them. I'm taking the Eagles because of – also, how much I hate the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, um, about five inches shorter than my own height. Um, sucks. James Conner was a touchdown machine last year. Um, leading the team in rushing yards at only 145 after four weeks is shaky. Um, Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles, that defense, the whole team, the best team in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles, favored by five points against the Arizona Cardinals. Seems like a trap. I consider it disrespectful, and so should these Eagles. Go into Arizona, take it over. Eagles, minus five, and the over. The Eagles put up 45 points in this game by themselves. I'm going to say this right now. I have the Eagles minus five, and I'd take the Eagles if they were minus 10. Um, I hate the Cardinals. I don't think they're going to win this game. It's not going to be close at all. Uh, you couldn't have said any better, Griff. I had them getting 49 points by themselves. I like that well. I like that well. Thank you. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals. A really good matchup. Another. I think this is a pretty good Sunday slate. Um, a division rivalry, a battle of the AFC North. Two teams that are most likely to win this division, in my opinion. Um, Baltimore is home and they're favored by three points. And that just makes it that much sweeter. I got the Cincinnati Bengals plus three. I think that the Bengals are finally putting it together after a good win last week and a good cover last week. I think that they're going to win this game outright. And I also have them plus three and Jamar chase anytime touchdown. Will I like that. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens minus three. I'm also going to have Rashad Bateman anytime touchdown score. He's due. He hasn't been too, Great the past couple of weeks. Obviously, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury, so I don't know if he's playing this week or not. But if he is playing, I expect him to be in the end zone on Sunday night. And I also really like the over. Um, You know what? I've been on the Ravens all year, but it's the AFC North. You know, you never know what's going to happen, and that's exactly why I think the Bengals go in there and win this game. So I'm obviously going to be taking the three points here. I got the Bengals, um, and this is – I mean – if what we saw from the Bengals last week holds through, the over hits as well. I think it will. I'm going Bengals plus three, the over, um, parlay, mix in anytime touchdown. 
Chase anytime touchdown, Lamar Jackson anytime rushing touchdown. Um, three touchdowns in that game in a player prop bet. I think that there's going to be five or six touchdowns in this game. Um, it's going to be exciting. Sunday night football. Um, that's going to end our Sunday. We got one more game to look at here in AFC West matchup. Um, should be a pretty good game, but we do have a pretty big spread set at seven in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs who are going into Las Vegas to play the Chargers. Will, we know a lot about the AFC West. Break this game down. Who do you like? I really like the Chiefs in this game, and for that reason, I'm going to take them minus seven. I don't like what the Raiders are doing all this season, and I hope this is a week where they can change things around and start being more logical in what they run with their offense. Devontae Adams isn't getting enough touches. No one on that team is getting enough touches, in my opinion. I don't think they're doing a great job with the run game. They're really lacking with Josh Jacobs. He should be their premier back. He should be running every single play. I don't know why they revert back to Brandon Bolton for some reason. I don't understand it. I, I never will. And I also think this is a crucial week for another coach in McDaniels. I think this is a week where if – the Chiefs run away with it early on and they almost skunked the Raiders, which I feel like is possibly in the books for the Raiders this week for well, my bet on Monday. I really think that this could be McDaniels on a short leash now. And I, I also like the under in this game. I don't think the Chiefs are going to put up enough points. Well, they were going to put up plenty of points, but I don't think my bet. I don't think the Raiders are going to put up enough points to help that go over. I don't see the Chiefs scoring 51 on the Raiders alone if they skunk them, but it's going to be a good game regardless. All right. So here I got the Vegas uh, Raiders plus seven. Uh, they're coming off a big first win against the Denver Broncos, a really bad team. But can, although Kansas City is home, Vegas has played the uh, Chiefs very well over the past few years, regardless of how uh, Vegas is as a team. Uh, I think McDaniels, Although he does make some questionable decisions, I think that he's going to get the offense together. And we're going to see some fireworks on Monday night, I think. And uh, the over is definitely going to hit at 51. I'm just going to say that. And also, Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown. We need to see that. And what was I going to say? The Chiefs last week put up 41 points in a huge win against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Momentum is a real thing. I don't think that they can replicate it back-to-back weeks. My underdog money line is the Vegas Raiders here. I think that they're going to go into Kansas City and upset the Chiefs. Josh Jacobs is going to have a monster game, and so is Devontae Adams. I got the Vegas Raiders plus seven, and I have the over. Stav, I'm with you here. Um, like you said, you know, coming off their first win against the Broncos, um, the Broncos not an impressive team, but the Raiders put up 32 points in this game, and that's exactly why I'm taking the over as well. Um, I think that that was a big week to show what it's all about, what Raiders football is going to be about this year. Derek Carr, for, who threw for 188 yards in this game, 101 of them were to Devontae Adams on nine receptions. I expect Devontae Adams to get at least nine receptions in this game. Um, and, you know, Josh Jacobs was pounding, grounding all over that field last week, put up 144 yards on that tough Broncos run defense. I think that they give more touches like they did last week. You know, Josh Jacobs with 28 touches. I, I like to see him in that 20, um, 20 plus category when it comes to touches this week. Um, a couple of player props I like in this game are Devontae to score and Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdowns, which is always what it's set at. That's a lock every week. 
Um, love the over Monday night football, love the Raiders as well. I don't know as much as you do stop with the money line. Um, but those are going to be my picks. Griff, what, uh, bets are we going to be putting in together and, uh, being um, obsessed with, you know, there's gotta- a few, there's a mm-hmm. few Stavros and, and that's going to start early. Very early, we're gonna go. Obviously, the Chargers minus two and a half. Yep, will you I mean, join in with that one? I, I should already put that into my account right now because mm-hmm. that's how much of a lock that is. Um, I might sprinkle Jets money line as a straight bet. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. Um, and you know, in our later slate, love the Eagles. Love the Eagles. I will be putting money on the Eagles this weekend. Griff, as we're speaking right now, I'm gonna throw a unit on the. Chargers minus two and a half. Love it. Love it. I might go two units on that this week Ooh. with a straight bet. Oh, yep. on my – I mean, if I was a betting man, my website says that it's only <laughs> minus two now, but that's fine. I, I still like it. Even better. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, quick lock of the week check-in. Um, Will, obviously, with the Chargers minus two and a half. Stav has the 49ers minus six and a half. Myself – with Eagles minus five, Will still in first place. Still got the crown in your head uh, at three and one. Me and Stav right behind by one game, sitting at two and two. It's going to be a very, very fun weekend. A very fun Sunday. We're going to be getting getting it kicked off on Thursday night football tonight at the night of wow at the night of this recording. I tried to go through the outro smoothly, but we hope you guys enjoy. We will catch you guys after I go 100% on the spreads and the overs this week. And peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.